captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to New Girl Old Guy for episode 16. I'm Brian Cohen. Here with me, as always, are my co hosts, Alex and Akiva Winnaker. Alex, uh, Al- uh, Ali and Akiva. Oh my God, this is what happens when I try a new, uh, new hosting thing. How are you? It was so good, Brian. It was so it was good. So I was so good. close. I was so close. Um, we were just talking about Alex Chester five seconds before we hit record. So I do Only think that I, I think people need to know that. Brian, what's going on? Weird to have you here with Akiva. Too many A names. Every, too many A names. Every week, Brian tries to set the world record for saying your name, Ellie, as fast as possible. Ali Lasher is now like thing. a half a syllable. I feel like Brian. Brian, you tell me. Let's like we'll get a real exclusive here. So we should say that Brian is my co-host of the Challenger Hap Up um, that comes back mm-hmm. this week. So look at the synergy. Synergy, um, baby. And then, well, you doubted us. You didn't think we planned this, Akiva. Um, but. Brian, like you've we've been doing this for six and a half years, mm-hmm. and you tell me like people always say that I don't think you do it consciously, or do you? Sort of. I mean, I started the like the as always things. I feel like I started that a couple seasons ago when we had a stretch where I don't think we did more than back to back podcasts together. So it was kind of like an inside joke between us. And then your just name flows together so evenly that like it just it just makes sense just to like Alasher, Alasher, Alasher. So it's just easy. There you go. Kiva Wienicker, not as easy. A lot of silver. Not as easy. Not as easy. Uh, no, uh, this is funny. This is like um, my, my new bay and my old bay here to- together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how this is going to go. I have famously said that you guys are very similar type podcasters, and I don't think either of you or anyone else sees what I see, but I'm on the inside. So I mm-hmm. see more than you know, everyone like mixing, else. We're mixing yourselves. Georges. Got the independent and the relationship George all come together here. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'd say we're two of the answer. two of the three most important men in your life. Who's the third? Probably. I mean, I was going to say your brother, but maybe Jerry Seinfeld. Um. Who's on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah, where's the, what's Ali's uh, guy Rushmore? Of men in my life. Mm-hmm. We get like ghost dad doesn't count. Akiva oh, no. made such a funny comment about my dad before we went on, and I'm just so sorry to the listeners that you weren't here to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. That's for the $75 patrons. I, like, I don't, okay. I mean, maybe, like, what does that mean, important men in my life? Like, people I'm like, need to be around, or like people who have influence over my life. So, like, my boss and, like, Rob are probably more influential in my life than, like, you two. Holy but in terms – or is it people I talk to the most? Brian. Is it people I talk to the most? I already regret asking this question. It's so probably – There's no way this doesn't end without being insulted, so I think we should move on. If it's the men I talk to the most, which, like, Brian raised, like, a year ago. It's, like, very funny. Like, Brian and I don't talk generally mm-hmm. outside of podcasting. You were the last person to invite to his bit. wedding. Yeah, but You're the fifty third man on the roster. But in terms of you know time served, I talk to Brian at an extremely consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the person I like legitimately talk to more outside of like my wife and family. Actually, really, just my wife. 
yeah, more than so, anyone on the planet. So so we'll put Brian on it. We'll put Akiva on it again for time served. My friend Mike has to be on it. He listens to NGOG, so he'll hear this. Shout out to and Mike. then we'll leave a mystery space for like, you know, whatever guy I'm talking so to. Optimistic. So optimistic. So yeah, like those, those <laughs> The rotating three. paddle. And then we have just like an empty space. Like, like Taylor Swift, you have a blank space. I'll write your name. All right. Um, we'll ask uh, you that, Akiva, at some point, I'm sure. Oh, a little old business to attend to before we let Brian get off to the races here um, to talk about Control, which is which originally aired March 13th, 2012. Um, Dan Sinensky wants to know, did Akiva's friend tell his parents how he actually broke his collarbone? Akiva. Um, I didn't want to ask him. Okay, I, well, you, last week you said, I'll ask him, I'll ask him. I, it wasn't my idea. How about this? The next time I speak to him, no, no, not no, no. How about this? I knew you wouldn't do it, and I should I do it on now? Should I it. should I text him now? You won't. Oh, I know I will. I mean, he's been my friend since ninth grade. I think at this point, twenty three okay, years, well, I could that... send him a random text. Brian, you see what we're dealing with here? Literally, and this is what I said to Rob when we recorded yesterday about Brian. You see what I deal with here? Like, and but really, you both deal with me. I understand that. Yes. Um, but you heard last week when Akiva was like, "I'll ask him." I come today. Did you ask him? I'll ask I was, him next I was time never I talk to him. him. Wait, I, I want I'll to ask him to next him. time I talk to him. Then I say, no, all right, don't ask him. Oh, you want me to ask him now? He's my best friend. I can text him. Well, which is it, Akiva? I didn't say Are you going to ask him or not? He's one of my oldest friends. No one cares. Are you going to ask him or not? <laughs> all right, I'm asking to, him right now. To be completely honest, I forgot, except for Dan Spinsky wrote in. We were talking about breaking. No, no background. No going. background. No, just random. This is the perfect ask. time for an audio message, Akiva. You're on the pocket. Just say it, and it'll send. No, I don't. I, wanna, I don't want to send. An audio he doesn't message. know how to do that. I, what? I, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Say, I, my son I, just sent you an audio message uh, this week. I don't know how to do it. Who do you think press play? I <laughs> I have a lot of faith in Noam. I texted. Uh, I'll text my brother random questions, and with no context, I'll just ask it like. Uh, what was Matunda's like? Where was Matunda from when we played Stocktopus for Thinking Things Three? And he'll just respond immediately, like, and he'll never ask the context. Oh yeah, that was a sentence he'll, with words everyone recognizes. Well, I'm just that's an example, but like he will. That never, had to be a recent example because that was a really like specific. Or pull. it's like, or it's like, well, I know Matunda's from Mozambique, but I did ask him something recently about that computer game we played when we were kids. Um, I was trying to think of Angela Anaconda recently, and I was like, do you know that cartoon? It was like black and white and it had sort of like this like paper animated head and like we spitballed for like an hour he never asked me why i wanted to know that what prompted it nothing i have this weird thing tell me if you guys feel this where even though this guy's my friend (laughs) and we went to high school together and i've known him since 1997 even even earlier because we played on a little league team together i feel weird like asking a question about high school like it's like dorky do you know what i mean like you're reliving the old days well, and that's because like, you're socially weird. Why like, do you think if, I'm socially weird? <laughs> like you have these like hangups that you would think that that like makes you look uncool and you'd care. No, about I don't. It. I know. Like I'm whether I'm cool or not. Like I, this person has this decision made. I'm sure after 23 years, I'm just saying like it's a little weird to be like, why am I worrying about this? Do you know what I mean? But I like, think you'd be flattered that he's, you're thinking of him to ask him. Mm-hmm. I would be flattered. A story came up, and I need to know. Someone asked me a question, and I'm asking you. I don't know. I do weird crap all the time. The truth is, I'm socially weird because I would think nothing of doing this. That's the real twist. Yeah. All right. Well, I sent the message. Let's see what if we get an answer back. It'd be Brian, awkward if we don't. I want to ask you a question, no, I spoke Brian. To an hour ago. It'll be fine. You, um, it shocks me that you listen to this podcast. 
Oh, wow. You'd be surprised. I listen to every podcast. Not every podcast. Like the ones the ones that I can find. I listen to all the ones that you do. I'm an Ali What stand. are the ones that you can't find? Is that a Kickball Friends reference? Do you yeah, not that, know where that podcast yeah, is? Yeah, exactly Google right. Kickball Friends. Exactly you like right. it. It was good. It was a fun time. No, I, don't, I enjoy hearing your takes on stuff. I feel like we've been at the ground floor of podcasting together, so I'm going to follow you on your journey when you're hosting the late night show at some point in your life, and I want to say I knew her. God forbid. Yeah. Um, well, that's very nice. Uh, I'm also surprised because I didn't know you watched New Girl. Do you watch New Girl? Like I did. Should... I, I do, and I and I continue to. This has actually been a great reason to rewatch it. I, I watched it live for when it started through the end. I probably rewatched the first couple seasons maybe once or twice on Netflix, but... Outside of, it's not like an office or a proxy rack where I've seen each episode like a thousand times. So this has been a really good reason for me to rewatch the show because I do miss it. I love it. I quote it still a bunch of times, but I never really rewatched the show. This is the perfect reason for me to do so. I just is had this- like such a such a crazy train of thought because Brian mentioned <laughs> Allie hosting a late night talk show, talk late night talk show, which I had never really thought of before. But sure, I think we'd all be in on that. But then, like, the idea of, like, For Allie... a week, and then the audience would turn on me. <laughs> no, I, but, like, Allie, if you hosted that, you would hire me to the writer's room, right? Interesting. I think, think you'd you... be my music guy. Can't aren't you, aren't you my sidekick? No. Oh, be whatever. I'd be somehow involved. But then... <laughs> so then... So this is where my brain went in, like, 20 seconds. So I'm probably going to be involved. But then, like... But then that means, like, Allie's my boss. And then I realize, like, oh, she's going to fire me twice a day. True or false. True or false. Uh, you, well, I fire you twice a day for my life now. Yeah, you know, and you no, don't work yeah. for me. It'll yeah. be perfect. There'll be a sitcom the, about the, your experience yeah. on the, this. The idea of her being my boss just gave me like the chills. She's not right now. I mean, she is now. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me the chills every day. I don't like this. We shouldn't have gotten you two together. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Oh, I'm you a could good... go take a break. Why don't you go? Why don't you get a DoorDash sandwich? Oh, really, Akiva? Because when you were having audio trouble, I was like, Brian, let's we'll just do it without Akiva. So no, we're that prepared would, to that go at any time. Too. It's, it's football Sunday. Got to get in my picks. All I do is beg you to get subs for me for this podcast, and you refuse. That's our biggest fight. But How does football Brian? work for you when it's so late like at night and through the day? Are you able to stay up through like Sunday night? I guess you're playing Among Us. But like, can oh, you no, experience people, the whole thing? People think I have one screen. This is the 1950s. Like, I could watch the games and play Among Us. Well, that's what he's, he means. Like, you stay up all night to watch football. Well, yeah. That, it so wasn't I your go, screens. I, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. The question no, that was my Yeah. <laughs> screens. Yeah. Right. Okay. It wasn't the screens. It was like the concept of like Sunday night football for you probably ends at what? Like 7 in the morning? Okay. So, so it's a good question. Uh, the game started at 8 o'clock. It's a seven-hour difference. I will go over to a friend's house, and we watch the games, and we have we have wings and, and all sorts of stuff um, for the 1 o'clock games. I go over to the same guy's house every right. week. I will go home for the 4 o'clock games, and if I'm not playing Among Us, I will, I'll watch them uh, on... You know, so again, end. wait, 4 o'clock? Like, you're, are you doing this in Israel I'm doing time? Eastern, yeah, Eastern time. He well, knows no, everyone it, else It's knows more interesting to convert it to well, okay, Israel okay, time. Okay, so I watch the 4 o'clock games, which start at 11.05 or 11.25 <laughs> my time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're done by about 2.30, 2.35. Um, at, at that point, I will not watch the Sunday night game usually, and I would, I would ideally go to sleep. If the Jets were good and were playing, I would certainly stay up to watch a night game on Sunday night or Thursday or Monday, but they're not good and they don't play those games usually. Um, so it's a good question, but yeah. So I usually won't stay up for the Sunday night games. If I'm doing something anyway, like playing Among Us, or it's a really good game, I might stay up and watch it. If not, I can watch it. The Game Pass here is really good, so you can just mm-hmm. watch you know, watch it on demand in the morning without being spoiled. 
Man, so, I don't uh, know how you stay up so late. If I'm up, it's like 12, 1230. I'm like out. And you're yeah, like, I've all never, right, maybe I'll stay up never till 3. never sleep that early. Although also I have Shabbat where I sleep like 20 hours during the day. <laughs> so Okay. The real question for me. So Brian's asking the practical questions like how do you live? Fair. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how does your wife deal with you? I mean, she like, doesn't really. Also a great question. She really but doesn't. You got four kids yeah. and a wife and you're sleeping 20 hours on Shabbat. Right. You're up all night watching the Jets playing mm-hmm. among us. And it's like. You know, uh, like my dad used to go golfing at like 6 a.m. So he could be back at like 930. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right. Also, by the way, doing this podcast, which is going to roll into dinner time in a few minutes. I know. Um, I, well, when you were when you were uh, reprimanding your son. No, uh, I, I, my wife I spoke into. Well, of course you were. But I spoke into Siri. and was like, what time is it in Jerusalem? Found out it was 530 and was like, this is a terrible time for a father to be podcasting on a Sunday night. That's true. Although, to be fair, I would be working. So, really, it's just taking away money from my family and not my time. Um, I th- <laughs> all bad. But you, oh, yeah, you wanted to do this. All bad. Yeah. This was so, your preferred time. Yes, this was my preferred time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a good question. But the truth is, I think what happens is Friday night, Saturday, I get into trouble because I sleep the whole time because I'm so tired from <laughs> the week. And then Sunday, it's like established that Sunday night I have to watch football. So, really, I spend... And and then Monday I'm just completely useless because I watched the whole, <laughs> whole book. I really spent Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then Friday morning getting back into everyone's. So that's races. the me- that's the meat of your week. That's where yeah. you get everything that's, done and everything's then, catch that, up yeah, from there. I spend that week the, that half of the week getting back into everyone's good graces just to say I won't do the same thing again the next week, and then 100 percent without ever change do the exact wait, wait, same wait. thing. Now, but there's not always football. I do think when football's gone, people forget, and then I'm and there won't always be among us. Yeah, like, I, yeah. This and if is it actually wasn't the among worst us. time for Among Us to surge. Football. True, true. Ideally, it would be football in the fall and Among Us in the spring. If we could okay, work wait. that next time, uh, we'll when work on those say, seasons. When yeah. you say getting back into everyone's good graces, your kids get mad at you too? No, no. Mostly my wife. Maybe the oldest. Um, well, she's dorming right now. Uh, I. It's mostly my wife, but it, you know, it would be helpful probably if uh, you know I would have a more normal schedule. But listen. I told my wife the first time I met her, like, my main priority is, is watching football on Sundays. You have to it's lay fair. down the law early. It's fair. I had, I had football before her, and I'll have football after her, probably. I mean, I'll probably be dead after her, but in heaven, I'm sure there's football. I had a blackout October. <laughs> there's no, there's not a lot that we were not allowed to get married in October for Yankee baseball. So mm-hmm. gotta, yeah. you got to say your uh, guidelines early. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, you know, I once, I, <laughs> I once started talking to a guy. It was maybe three weeks in. And he was like, people often get mad at me because I have to watch the Cowboys loyally on Sundays. And I was like, I don't know you, sir. Like, we don't, this is like when somebody usually is like, I'm going to have to raise my kids Jewish or something. Like, this was like a defining, like, deal-breaking conversation. And I just, like, couldn't relate to that at all. I have nothing like that where I'd be like, "Uh, on every Monday in the fall, I will not be available. Um, okay, so I have uh, yeah. So you oh you you're saying that would not that would be a deal breaker that would no no. I, I mean I don't care. I just thought it was so funny. Like if guys like think it's such a big deal that they have to like break it out immediately to say like. Well, if you you're a real crazy person, yeah. if you're watching like the Mac on on Wednesday nights and you're you know and you're and and you're watching all day Saturday and Sunday, that's probably a deal breaker for a lot of normal. People. I guess I do have a survivor blackout where like yeah, but that's like one hour. Football is all day Saturday and Sunday <laughs> for seventeen. Well, you know what it really is? It's the fact that I do this crap. That's really my true. Cowboys. True. I would so miss anyway. yeah. Like I like for a big jet game, I would miss an an immediate family member's wedding if I if well, I. Well, that's insane. <laughs> 
God. Actually, someone told me a story that, oh, God, I want to remember what, oh, it was a Patriots game, that a guy got dumped, obviously. Actually, the story got told to me that a guy broke up with his girlfriend. I was like, no, 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 the girlfriend broke up with the guy, and that was correct. Mm -hmm. That a girlfriend broke up with a guy because the guy skipped the girlfriend's younger sibling's bar mitzvah that he was flown to California to attend for a Patriots game. So the guy flies to California and then is like, ooh, I got to watch this game. Sorry, I'm not going to go to That's the That's crazy, especially now where you could just easily watch it on your phone. Yeah. I was going to this was 20 years ago. It's on the more on the because you're completely in the dark. Now you just pop in on a, an AirPod. I mean, you not, not in synagogue, you can't. Yeah, you can. Like you could go to the bathroom or something. What are you I mean, I told the story about. about I told the story about listening to a Brady Manning Patriots Colts game on the radio in like two thousand and four or five, um, and the and the bride's. I told it I think on this podcast the bride's father having like a heart attack or a stroke and being like rushed by the EMTs up the staircase that I was sitting on listening to the game. But that's <laughs> not even. But that's not even like the only time. Like at, at the exact same thing, which was my wife's baby sister's bat mitzvah my my dad had a hotel room because he was he was at the bat mitzvah which is in a hotel so he stayed over that night so i got his hotel room key and went upstairs during the bat mitzvah to watch the fourth quarter of the jets browns game jets browns not even a good game yeah. uh, and i thought no one noticed but like years later my father-in-law was like oh yeah you weren't at the bat mitzvah i missed like 10 <laughs> minutes but in his mind i missed the whole bat mitzvah no, the whole because I watched uh, the Jets. All right, well, I clearly told this zone. horrifying story to the wrong crowd who was like, what's her problem? This was a No, I agree. No, no, no. She, she was in the right. She, you fly someone right. out. Yeah. The flyout is you, crazy. You, and, and you have to <laughs> you have out. to like get them. You have to you have to lock them in first before you could do that stuff. Like, I was gonna it, say the key to your lifestyle is that you got married at nineteen. So before mm -hmm. Mara could have had any like visibility into 20, this. Twenty. Let's not push it. But yeah. Whatever, you were married. <laughs> God, pray for Mara. Okay, let's get to the digest, if that's okay with you, Brian, let's as the it. host. Kiwi? Um, okay, so a couple dueling storylines in this episode. Uh, Schmidt and Cece sort of have one storyline, which is that uh, Schmidt basically becomes a hippie. He, he, he you know, Sh uh, Jess tries to break him out of, I, I said Schmidt and Cece maybe, but I meant Schmidt and Jess. Um uh, Jess tries to break uh, Schmidt out of basically being too rigid and not spontaneous, and he becomes a weird hippie, and very little pays off with that storyline. And then at the beginning, uh, in a flashback, we see that Nick owes Winston $487 from a poker game, and we see that sort of play out, although I don't believe it's ever solved. And uh, and along the side, sort of the C stories, Schmidt and CC at the beginning of the episode are working on hooking up still behind people's backs. Very little happens. Yeah, I want to put um, a disclaimer at the top of the show that we should talk about. Um, I had this in my notes, and then Joel asked the question, am I alone in thinking that this episode was insensitive when dealing with OCD? Like, it is important to recognize that this is not how OCD works or happens and is upsetting. Like, I, I don't think we need to talk about it throughout our conversation of this, but just, like, at the top acknowledgement... This is a very um, insensitive depiction of OCD. And I almost think it's because they're not saying he has OCD. Like, they're saying he's got, like, control issues. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that that's enough to sort of make it like you could just wipe this away because there's a hot uh, woman who's actually billed as, quote, dirty hippie girl um, <laughs> who can, like, break him of, of this. Yeah, very uh, Don Draper-like. 
breaking out to the hippie mode. Spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so that's that's that. Um, but let's talk about CeCe and Schmidt. This whole thing is sort of set off by the fact that CeCe is not upset. I'm sorry. Schmidt's not upset about the, like, CeCe being embarrassed by him and keeping it a secret. He's upset that he's got no predictability. There's no control. Like, he just has to, like, jump when she says jump. Um, Do you guys relate to that? Like, I feel like the bigger issue for me would be the shame. I think no. I mean, I think we saw from last episode he's okay with being shamed. Like he was fine waiting in the car while she went to the club. So I think it's kind of been established he's okay with the shame. I think yeah, he he's very controlling. He doesn't like not having any sense of when the next. But I I almost feel like for Schmidt the way this kind of set up how much he like idolizes her. I feel like he would whatever she would she would be he would be okay with whatever setup he can get unless maybe it's progressed to a point where he's evolved past it. But I feel like. The way they built it up so far, is he would be okay with no matter what CC would want at any point. Keeve, are you with us? Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. <laughs> I'm letting Brian star shine, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you? What do you? Yeah, thinking? no, I think he says it outright, right? That he's he doesn't care that she's embarrassed by him. He just uh, right, but like I mean, maybe he does. I maybe guess he does I just care, think that's he unrelatable. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot of, you know, th- if there's a small price to pay for dating Cece, right, is that she won't let her friends see you with it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I think Cece's a jerk. I'm just going to say it. I- I'm not saying forever. Yeah, I'm oh, no, for sure. This point. Of, of, absolutely. Absolutely. She's it's extremely unlikable in this episode. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, um, she knows she can do whatever she wants with them and just kind of plan it up a little bit. I do love words that have never been used to describe me. Spontaneous, flexible, easygoing. I'm like a Marine. I feel like I'm going to use that line. Mm-hmm. What words would not describe you, Allie? Spontaneous, flexible, easygoing. <laughs> I'm like a Marine. What, what do you mean flexible? You're freaking captain of your gymnastics team. Well, I mean. Ooh, good callback. Emotionally mm-hmm. flexible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Everyone say words that would never be used to describe them. Akiva, um... Available for his family on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is about nice. to turn to a roast. <laughs> self roast though, self roast. No, it's I know, a self roast when you do it. I can't. Beat that. <laughs> it's always a and what's Brian's? Give Brian his. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't have it. I feel like that it's even just... more insulting. <laughs> um, no, Brian honestly is like. Kind to his wife, there for his dog son. You know all the things Akiva isn't. I don't have a dog. I'm sure I would treat my dog great if I had a dog. <laughs> As opposed to your children. I treat them great. What do you mean? My my son gets to hang out with the. With he gets the, to play Among Us with the, the Among Us crew at, at three a.m. Well, more important, more than you can want. I haven't thought about that. You're you're not really self deprecating that that much. Like it's no, almost, I am. It's easier to roast someone like Akiva's like whole sh- like aura is like can't tie his shoes, so it like the roast writes itself. Mm-hmm. I'm just not as uh, forthcoming on an open medium about what could be self-deprecating about me. I feel like. Well, okay, I only care about what I have access to. <laughs> there you go. So I mean, right. you're self-deprecating in like, um, like oh, I don't host the podcast, or like I only do the one podcast. Like we, I'm quoting right. from uh, the Rob podcast, but like. That's just, you know, that's not personal to you. 
Well, I that, really want to get in there. Let's do. Let's make it. Well, that's what we're. Soon. That's what we're doing. The anniversary pod that we're never going to do for. That'll oh, that'll true. come out then. True. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Um. All right. He, Schmidt has a lot of good lines here with the CC thing. I mean, Akiva, you normally track the lines you like. I don't know if you did, but I liked. Uh, I can get a tetanus shot, but I cannot fix damage suede. Yeah, it was my first. Li- it was my first note. Yeah, can't cure damage suede. Like that one. Did you watch this with your kids? You asked me, uh, you know, an hour before we were recording if this was safe for kids. Uh, I ended up watching with headphones so they could see it, but they weren't listening. Uh, did you agree with my assessment that? Yeah, it yeah. Was there was nothing. Bad. I mean, there was there was like a very mild sex scene to end the episode, but they, at the they end, yeah. the, they weren't in the room and it wasn't a big deal. Okay, well, good for your kids. Um, let's talk about the Hutch because I, I think sort of Jess starts bringing in these found objects as a way later we find out because she wants to like make the loft a home, be part of the mm-hmm. family, but it's also a way to sort of like poke Schmidt. And I gotta say, I, I'm on Schmidt's side, not in that Jess shouldn't be able to bring anything in, but like I found an Afghan from under the dumpster is like something you would reasonably not want in your home. Yeah, Ryan. she's just Am trying to go at him. Yeah, I mean the, the next the things she brought in after were definitely. Um, she, I think she even knew it was too much. The Hutch. I mean, I guess her wanting to try to make a stand. Like I, I get why she would want to feel more like her own place. But yeah, the going forward, that was just you know trying to be a jerk and piss off Schmidt. Like she had to know that's where this was going. I hope one of you knows about this. So, so uh, Schmidt has a very funny line about how, like, Pine is for outhouses. Chloe G says, Schmidt is rightly very critical of Pine. What is the best timber for furniture? This question is more for Allie, as I assume Akiva has never bought a piece of furniture. This does remind me that I finally, after a year and a half, got a TV in my apartment. I don't oh, even want to talk about it. Thank you. And I completely set it up myself, put it on, my, lifted it to my console myself, which was quite no small feat and all the time i was thinking about like wow i can't fail i cannot ask for help because i have to come on ngog and say i did this all myself 10 out of 10 handy um but i know nothing about appropriate timber and i apologize if i've given anyone the wrong idea that i would know about that yeah that i mean i i take the the show out of its order that's a bad timber i, I wouldn't know what what's the, what's the top of the line wood like i know you have to respect wood i don't know yeah, what the best wood, wood is though <laughs> oak is oak good sure sounds good sounds, i feel like walnut sounds sturdy from, from what i know from ron swanson i know like walnut sounds like something he's used i feel like he's name check balsa but i gotta say i took tech ed in middle school and we built little bridges and like physics and then also like cars out of wood and balsa is like foam so someone get back to me chloe you seem to know a lot about timber you could be our timber consultant i've always wondered that about balsa if you could get back to me i would love to know that all right always wondered about that i have because you know again balsa was like a foam that i could like snap basically and then i hear on parks and rec he's like talking about balsa so what did i have all right you know i just i'm here to ask my questions okay that's what this is. This is for me. Um, Nate K is back. He said, due to our creative release schedule, which I thought was funny, he got thrown off. Uh, Schmidt threatens to reinstate his ban on high-waisted shorts. Uh, he wants to know if we wear high-waisted shorts. Brian, you into the high-waisted trend? As you would say, what do you think? Do you yeah. think I wear them? No, of course not. But I think you probably don't mind if women wear them. I feel like men criticize high-waisted pants a lot. You don't strike me as that kind of guy, Brian. No, I don't really. I, I never criticize. Anyone can wear whatever they want. 
they do what they want. Just don't let it bother me or impact my life, and they can wear whatever they want. Yeah, see, I knew you wouldn't be, like, one of those guys who has, like, these, like, high-key opinions on women's clothing. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's fashionable. I don't know what's cool. People in sweatpants look great to me, so go for it. But you know bras. We yes, that's the that. one thing I know. <laughs> Just the price of them. Um, Akiva, I'm not even going to ask you about high-waisted shirts. Do you know what high-waisted shorts no. are? Uh, yeah. High waist, I mean, I know, like, high-waisted in general is a fashion trend, but I'm not sure I could spot it, like, see it and spot it, and I don't care. Um, have you guys lived, Akiva, you really haven't, Brian. You lived with a roommate who has made frequent appearances on the Challenge Wrap-Up. No, that was Jordan Kalish's roommate. But you did you live with Dane? I forget. I did not. I have okay. never lived with him. Okay, but have you ever lived with multiple people in a house or an apartment? No, most is just well, one I other person. I live with six people. What are you talking about? There's well, I'm more curious house. about like mm-hmm. college-y type situations like the loft uh-huh. because I want to know how true... Like I lived with six roommates uh, for two years of law school in a wow. huge apartment, grad school housing, whatever. And like there was no like, yeah, there are definitely people who are cleaner than others. But like there was always an effort that everyone had to clean. Like there was no one doing my dishes. Like I and I know that there is some there are some roommate ecosystems set up like this where like one person just the clean one. So he like does all the cleaning. But uh, I wanted to know if you guys have ever lived that experience where, like, you've either been the Schmidt or had a Schmidt. Not to that extreme, but I do think it's good to have specific roles in, like, a household where you know, like, this is your task, that's someone else's task. Like, for me and my wife, we, we each have our own specific things that we do, and we don't expect the other one to do the other one's thing. What are your so- things? Like I, I'm, I'm the big on whenever something has to leave the apartment. I do so. I throw out the garbage. I walk the dog. Um, I pick up the packages. I bring up the food. Whenever um, something has to leave the yeah, apartment, I, I do. I, love I the do inside, that. Outside I, division of labor. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of my specialty. I, I'm also big on the dishwasher. I know how to organize it properly. Everything's clean. I'm good with that. So that those would not are my, be Akiva. Leaving the home would not be Akiva's specialty. Well, I'll throw out the garbage. That's not that far, mouse. <laughs> yeah, no, I do dishes, garbage, uh, lifting stuff, but um. Yeah. I'm trying to think anything else. One one time, so my dad always did the dishes, and it was like such a joke that my mom never did the dishes. That uh, and my mom famously, when like around the holiday time or around her birthday, she'd go snooping for packages. She was known to unwrap gifts, open them, and then rewrap them pristinely. Now, this woman could not <laughs> wrap a gift to save her life, but she can rewrap a gift like a professional. And so my dad once got her, we were out to dinner for like a big birthday and my dad got her like a a necklace and my mom goes, where did you hide this? I didn't find it anywhere. And he goes, it was in the dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) Just an all time burn. Um, But okay, so you're inside outside. That works for you. Like you don't mind doing, you don't want to mix it up. You don't mind doing the same thing. No, yeah, I like I like to be good at what I'm good at and stick to what I'm good at. I don't want to venture off. Is anybody like, man, I need some new chores this week. I'm sick of the old chores. <laughs> Give me new chores, baby. Well, I could see like you don't want to do laundry every time. You'd rather rotate or something mm-hmm. like that. Like you don't want to have to. You'd rather do it once every two weeks than to, once a week or whatever. Um, all right. So this would upset. So you guys live in ecosystems that would be upset yeah. by this. Yeah. So, so this. OK, I, I'm learning here again. This is all for me. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the best thing you could correct me if I'm wrong, Keith, but when you have kids, then you can start passing along the chores to them, right? Oh, and then you oh, don't have to worry sure. about them. Cooking. Yeah, yeah, that, my that feels been like a dream during quarantine. Yeah, that's a that's a real hack. 
Just I like the baby outfit where you like strap a onesie that has like the mop fibers on it and then the baby crawls around like a Roomba. At, at what age could you start trusting a kid to do a chore that you know you're not going to have to like redo because they're going to screw it up? Uh, d- like give me an example of a chore and I'll let you know. Like <laughs> You can't even think of a chore. <laughs> no, you're I'm so just saying it depends. Like sweeping the floor. Uh, like a yeah, like sweeping or what okay. if, like bringing up the laundry or uh, no, emptying uh, a dishwasher. Folding the laundry uh, like a second grader I think could do. My, my problem is I don't know whose clothes are whose. I think my kids know that better. My like an eleven-year-old clothes or like a or like a thirty-six-year-old woman's clothes. Like I don't know, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> my uh, friend, my best friend growing up, her mom was even as a child. I was like, this is ingenious. I will not tell my mom she does this, but I will do it for my children. They had a rule in the house, like they had a laundry room and everyone like put their dirty clothes in the laundry room. And if you did the laundry, then you got to keep whatever money you found in the pockets of like people's <laughs> clothes. And so the mom would like put like a $5 bill here and there. Like, a like $5 to, bill? Wow. Well, or a dollar, like whatever, like occasionally to like, you know, you're not going to want to do laundry unless your brother comes up and says, I collected $5 from doing the laundry this time or I collected 75 cents or whatever. And so they would like fight to be able to do the laundry. And, you know, it only works so long. But when you're a kid and like you have no income and like money is exciting to mm-hmm. you. And I mean, money's still exciting to me, but like 25 cents is exciting to you. I was like, this woman is a genius. Yeah, that's very clever. And don't tell my mom about this because I don't want to be doing the laundry for the household. But they were like... I'm I'm setting a reminder for myself for 15 years from now to start doing that. (laughs) They were in uh, like late elementary school, early middle school doing this. And, you know, there were no red sock in the whites issues. Akiva, what do you think of this idea? You don't care. I mean, like, what, hiding money in the laundry? I feel like it's a lot of effort. Just, like, make your kids do chores. <laughs> no, but then they're excited. All right, whatever. Who cares? Um, okay. So, uh, Jess does not heed Nick and Winston's warnings that, just like Brian and Emily, the ecosystem would be upset if Brian had to stay inside and do any chores. Um, so, she takes Winston to the cesspool, apparently, that is, I believe, Venice Beach. That's always, like, the sitcom hippie place that's what it looked like yeah i was looking for the muscle muscle beach area yeah exactly that's what i was looking out for um but all right i mean jess has a great line here you're like an aging ballerina child chess prodigy professional magician crazy i'm waiting for akiva to call me that at some point in the future Mm -hmm. i think it would be apt um but schmidt breaks into his control issues akiva were you sympathetic to sort of the origin of schmidt's control issues I, was that? What, I don't know. He says feel, Santa didn't. His mom told him that Santa didn't come to his Jewish house because his room was dirty. Yeah, <laughs> right. He has to clarify that he is Jewish, but like it's very. Yeah, the origin is weird. Uh, listen, I'm gonna drop. Uh, I I think it's a cold take here, but maybe it's a hot take. This was my least favorite episode so far of the sixteen. This storyline was near the bottom of all storylines. Schmidt becoming a hippie to me had almost no laughs. I didn't buy it. Uh, I didn't believe it. Like it, it did nothing for me. I, you knew it would be done by the end of the episode. So that's how you really feel. Yeah. Like this is crazy. I liked. I liked the the Winston. You get Nick no points to make more, Adam or that, your soul. That you know sort of peaked in the middle and d- didn't really end. Um, it did. There's almost. I have almost nothing good to say about this whole storyline. Coming off of last episode, I like this one more because it's just sort of like a lighter watch. I mean, again, it's crippling 
equally bad with the treatment of what is probably OCD for Schmidt. Um, but like, I think sort of what's interesting and Brian, let, let us know what you think because I'm, you're the only other person on this podcast who's seen it already, but then is watching with a closer eye for podcasting. I think if you're watching this episode in a binge, it washes over you and Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, whatever. But when you're like taking notes and coming prepared to be like, were there laughs? Who won the episode? What do I think? Then this whole episode falls apart. Yeah, because I was even thinking of who won the episode. and I I was going to come up with the take. I don't think anyone won the episode. Like, I think everyone kind of came out pretty bad by the end of it. Like, even between like the the Winston and Nick fight, I I kind of was fluctuating about whose side I was on. I kind of was on the side of, I think they're both wrong. Uh, yeah. To some degree, even like Jess and Schmidt, they're kind of like both wrong. And CC obviously wasn't much. So I don't even know who you would give the winners to. Maybe the new homeless person. I guess you can give it to him for even getting a cameo. But other than that, like there's there's no real winner here. I, I'll give it to Winston because. Are um, we really getting to that already? But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Let's I yada mean, I'll, yada this whole episode. Go ahead. No, I'll give it to Winston. I, I think at least, you know, him sort of. It was sort of relatable with trying to squeeze money out of a friend who won't pay you back and. And you know, going through all the things like I listen, we're 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 sort of picking through uh, through the you know the the bones here to find just something. But I think Winston. I mean, Winston has a good line here. I love, and this made me think of something you would say, Akiva, when Schmidt comes back and he's like, "I wash my hands in a public toilet, and there was a guy taking a full sit, and I never broke eye contact." (laughs) And Winston says, "No," and Winston says, "That's not letting go. That's cruising." Um, all right, so we'll yada yada the rest of this. Justin Ramsey uh, makes a good observation that Nick goes to the beach and learns to be more spontaneous last episode, and it's a good thing. This episode, Schmidt goes to the beach and learns to be more spontaneous, and it's a bad thing. It is interesting to see those sort of a lot of ocean back-to-back. Nate K says, why are the writers of the show so afraid of the ocean? Um, no aqua I mean, socks. Yeah, I love that. I waded into the ocean without my aqua socks. Um, but okay, so Jess realizes she makes a mistake. They try to convince her him again. Terrible treatment of of OCD here that he could just get switched um, to going back to his old like personality and, and care for the apartment and sort of obsessive act, actions that uh, with a pair of slacks and an offer to clean the white whale Nick's room. I don't know about that. The white whale. Dan Sinensky says, if Schmidt's the mom of the loft, what are everyone else's role in the family? And I'll tell Dan has predictions, but I'll, I'll leave it open to you guys, and then I'll tell you what uh, Dan says. Who would be the dad? I don't know if they're – I mean, it seems like – I think Jess would be kind of like – almost like the grandma of the family. And I feel like Nick is like the estranged, you know – Annoying that you gotta gotta get together a brother who's like kind of slips away a little bit. You gotta pull him back. Winston's also probably a brother, maybe a cousin. Kind of just crashes. You didn't expect him to be there. Now here he is. What do you think, Akiva? Wait, so like the who every is, is there a center of this family, or we're just saying who the? Well, remember, who, there's a part where they're like, "You're in this family, we need you," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm like the cool older brother," and they're all like, "Nope, mom, mom, you're the mom, you're the mom." So if Schmidt's the mom, I, don't I mean, you Schmidt, also don't. Have- I don't think Schmidt's the mom. I think, okay. I think Nick is the mom. Jess is the weird aunt. Winston is like. How, a brother, I need you to say more about Nick, about Nick being the mom. Yeah, that's a hot take. Nick being the mom. Yeah, I think he's the mom. I, he's just very momish. 
In what way? Like, um, Nick is, I don't know, he's like the, like the moral center. He's sort of like the connector to everybody at this point. He's the mom. No, and, that's and then insane. Schmidt is the weird uncle. Imagine if, okay, imagine if you're living your life as it is, nothing changes, your four kids, and except w- you take out Mara and Nick is there. Mm-hmm. You, you thrive? I mean, I don't know if I thrive, but the kids might be okay. That's insane. That is the, you regret that take immediately. Well, then who, what, what, what if you replace it with Schmidt? This place is a Well, no, the point, I mean, I think what's, you Schmidt's know, it's also- it's also like Brian and I have the benefit of like the rest of the show. So like even you were we originally talked in one of the first few episodes about something Schmidt did and I have the benefit of this episode where he's sort of like the compulsive center of the house that keeps it in flow. I think I asked you who do you think keeps the loft clean? And of course in the beginning you would never say Schmidt because it doesn't seem like his personality. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just like with continued understanding of Schmidt's character development and Nick's like you would never say I don't even think 16 episodes in I would say that Nick is the mom, but maybe I'll give you that benefit that you're saying that or something. Or yeah, maybe the- it speaks to how your mom is. Like, I don't know. I, I've, all moms are different, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Hashtag all moms are different. Um, Dan said that Jess and Nick, as, or grandma and grandpa, Cece is the dad. Winston is the precocious eight-year-old son. So basically the kid he babysits, but wackier. Um, yeah, I think Winston maybe might be more like the child... The son. They're really all children. Like that's kind of the point. They don't really have like a parent. They're all children. I like Cece as the dad, though. I do see that. Yeah, the stoic sort right. of dad. I like Jess as the grandma. I also saw Jess as sort of the like quirky teen, um, and Nick is like the bartender. <laughs> like Nick is just like around. Um, all right, they have this intervention. Uh, I do love. I want to. Maybe I'm just like trying to save the episode. Uh, he's like, you just want me to clean. And Nick's like, it's a little bit true. There's truth to that. I, I love that as like a response. Like, it's not true, but there is truth to it. I'm going to be using that. That's a good spin. Um, all right. You guys didn't like the storyline. So let's, I have nothing else to say really, except let's go to Alex Chester maybe. Because Schmidt does say that Winston needs some exercise. So he should help um, Jess. And he Nick also says, I need you to tell me to lose weight or to exercise. So, of course, I got a lengthy, annoyed WhatsApp from Alexander Chester, who said, last week, Allie trashed Schmidt's comment on the beach about Nick needing to lose some weight as so unlike him. Seems Allie was very wrong since in the next episode, when each housemate is telling Schmidt why they need him back, Nick's reason is because he needs someone who tells him that he needs to exercise and lose weight. Like, this is so fundamental to who Schmidt is, that it's the first thing about him that Nick misses. Yeah, and, and then, then Winston tell. Oh, sorry. And then Winston tell. He tells Winston he's got to lose weight too. Yeah, yeah. Pay attention, Akiva. I said that when I introduced the- introduced this. I know. Allie's about to lawyer us so hard um, after this. It's gonna be incredible. <laughs> Go ahead, Akiva. Now that you're paying attention. Now that no, we have I, your attention for listen, the first time this podcast, please. You say you've had my attention the whole time, Brian. Um, <laughs> you got my attention always. Listen, you say that me. You say that Brian and I are alike, but really Chester and I often think alike, or or are the on the exact opposite side of things. But here, (laughs) yeah, but we're here. We're on the same exact page, which is we saw it and immediately wrote, "No, Allie was wrong and we were right." You know, like the you were and everyone else was wrong. Like the it it was for sure in character for Winston at the excuse me for Schmidt at the very appropriate time on the beach. Me mentioning the beach again to to just say, "Oh yeah, by the way, like." 
I know you think you're dying, but you you know you could okay, lose five I'll seven make... pounds. He does it twice this episode. I it's a clearly yeah, big yeah, thing I for understand. him. I understand. I've I've reviewed the tape, so I'll make my case, and then Brian, you can decide. And I'm, and then honestly, you're you're right, of course. And maybe I didn't explain myself fully enough last week. I did not check the tape there. It's not that it would be out of character for Schmidt to say that. Absolutely not. He's extremely critical of everybody else and everyone's physical appearance. He's extremely vain. It would be completely in character in this episode for him to say that, especially when he's like snapping back into action to be like, Winston, you could use some exercise. Take him with you. Like that's Schmidt. What I believe to be out of character for Schmidt and, and almost making him like so unlikable, like I think Schmidt walks the douche line perfectly where he's still lovable despite his douchiness. And his best friend, who he loves so much that it's like inappropriate how much he loves his friend, to be afraid that he has cancer and hit that realization and him lay it out there, that to me is beyond the bounds of what Schmidt's personality really is and out of character. Not that he would say it, but that he would say it in that moment. That I still believe despite this, and Alex makes a good point to say that it's so fundamental to who Schmidt is that Nick says it. Now, at the same time, Nick and Jess and Winston are trying to appeal to Schmidt to like lift him up to try to get him back. So it's not necessarily that it's like, I genuinely miss that about you. It's like, I need you to come back down to earth and do these things that you love to do, like make fun of my weight. So uh, I don't think it's like bulletproof logic, from the Kiwi Chester side, but I agree. It's definitely in character for Schmidt, just not at that moment when he probably would be more afraid of losing Nick than Nick would be afraid of dying. And see. I knew there was a lawyer moment coming. No. Um, I, I think the last thing you just said is probably the biggest thing about why it would be out of character, that he would be so distraught. But I do think there's a degree of Schmidt that tries to be the funny guy still and wants to make the funny remark even if it doesn't land well kind of like akiva said so i think he would still yeah. try yeah. he would he could even be distraught but even to try to make himself laugh he would say something like that so i do th- i, I do think should, he could say what we should see is is akiva keep keep obviously you'll never forget this moment you feel very that's again the first time you woke up on the podcast keep keep uh keep track oh keep God. track and, and you tell I'm you'll gonna tell track. us I'm gonna track. at the end wh- how you feel and I think Brian makes a good point Schmidt's about philosophy. The, the, to me, it's not, I'm most convinced by Brian saying he's trying to still be like the funny guy, but he's like the uncool funny guy from insecurity. That is maybe the best explanation for why he would make that comment. Not that he doesn't know how to grieve or be sensitive and not that it's so fundamental to who he is, but that it would be like a bad attempt at trying to be cool. I, I'll accept that as possible. I'll take it. <laughs> Schmidt's philosophy is ABJ, always be joking. Like, he can never be serious and let a moment lie. So, like, it makes sense that even in the most inappropriate... But, um, Okay. Maybe you know better than me. Maybe you're better friends with Schmidt than me. Well, I would definitely be better friends with Schmidt than you, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe Uh, not. Maybe I I would hate him. I'm not sure. Actually, you kind of are friends with Schmidt. His name is Chester. You hate him. He might hate you. His name is Alex Chester. His name is Chester? (laughs) Chester is definitely Schmidtish. She's the most Schmidt of anyone in the RHAP universe. I have a friend. I haven't really mentioned this on the podcast yet. I have a friend who's a lot like Schmidt. Oh. Chester is not Schmidtish. Like, I have a friend who would say things in high school, like, um, like someone would get a shirt and, he, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't buy stuff on sale. 
Like you would refuse. So I don't like, mean. Let me. I'm gonna get canceled price. by Chester again. I don't mean that Chester mm-hmm. is like douchey like Smith. I just mean in terms of his like type A qualities, like the organization. I picture him mm. to be a very organized man. That's really what I mean. Mm. I don't think Chester Schmidt at all. You don't agree that he's type A. I mean, he's got he's got certain qualities, but I think the the yes, overlap you were is telling like me that you don't think Alexander <laughs> Chester, is king of the charge, is type A. His twenty three and me match would be like 15 percent I'm, ta- I'm asking about type a now not schmidt i don't even know type a type b oh my god what am Brian, I? I wish Z? you knew chester know. better to be able to weigh in because it's crazy i'm gonna have to cut this because chester's gonna get so mad at me it's like no, a no he unfriended I, me no, on facebook please. the last time i said wow. anything about it Whew, diabolical oh that's true did he refriend uh, you? he did after i told him i forget what i had to say but i was like this is absurd <laughs> like said some i made some mm-hmm. argument oh i was like you called me a bitch on your podcast, and I didn't unfollow for anything. Oh. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> did you let the request sit there for um, a little bit, or did you accept it pretty quick? I, when Alexander Chester friended me on Facebook, I accepted it immediately. And when he unfriended me, I was devastated. It was like two days later. All right, I'll leave this all in. Whatever. I'll roll the dice. I think I could get one more squeeze out of the bitch orange. Um, so I'll use it now. <laughs> all right. Save it for when it, when it can. Let's talk about um, Winston and Nick, which I agree is definitely the better storyline here. Justin Ramsey says, was this the best Winston episode so far? It's the only Winston episode so far. I think so. I think so. I think it is the, this is the best Winston episode. I agree. Uh, see, I think Winston won the episode, and I agree, Brian, that I don't think he's like clearly in the right. So let's break that down here between mm-hmm. basically, and I love this. Nate said, how big of a Ziploc bag would Nick need to hold a $487? <laughs> which goes to sort of like, Winston's broke, Nick is broke. Uh, By the way, I, like I, Brian, you I strike me as a poker player, like you've played poker in your life. Um, I, and I know Allie's a poker player because we used to play during uh, I'm a poker player. peak that's quarantine. A, a, a yeah. So here's the thing. That's not Survivor. That's Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, is it? I forget. I just know. I really. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's a poker player. So um, here's it's the th- more of a Rob Cicerino th- thing to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really more Rob's thing at this point. But here's the here's the thing. Um, <laughs> Nick is so drunk he thinks he's playing Uno. He was basically yep. robbed of this money. Like they're bad friends for allowing him to play poker so, when he's that drunk, with for five hundred dollars when he's poor. Like you should not. Like if you had a friend who you who you literally last episode, assuming you had episodes in your life, had to like pay for his hospital bills, and now this guy's blowing five hundred dollars playing poker while he's drunk out of his mind. Like this is a crisis. Like you should be calling his mom. <laughs> I totally agree. That's where where initially I was totally on Winston's side when he was like, "All right, I'll cut it to two hundred dollars flat." Just call it even at that. So there I was 100% on Winston's side. And then later when Nick brings up the fact that he's probably drank thousands and thousands of dollars of free drinks, I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe cut Nick some slack here. He's that Because that was kind of the trump card I felt like in the entire argument. Do you go by the alias Slick, Brian? <laughs> because <laughs> Slick wrote to us. I'm out Did it. Nick have to pay Winston it? At first, I was on Winston's side, but then we found out Nick has been giving free drinks to Winston and probably the others at the bar for a while. Seems like a pretty good deal yeah, right now. That's the trouble. Like, I think he still probably should have paid two hundred dollars. I think you know, you play poker, you lose money. I know you got obliterately drunk, but you know what? Make it a life lesson. I think he should pay some of the money. But then when he's bringing out the the, the receipts for like the food and uh, like the grill, like that's like that's where Winston started to lose me. So, but then the trump card of the free drinks is what kind of I think gives Nick the win. 
Can I ask you guys yeah. a question? Have either of you ever had to shake down a friend for money? Like this? So, yeah, okay. So, I, did I tell you the always collect your debts thing on this podcast yet? I don't think so. So I don't, so, think, it, I don't think it rings uh, a bell. Like... My brother and I, when we were kids, like, made a bet on something, and it was like, oh, like, you have to, like, clean my room for a week, like, whatever, and what are the stakes? And we determined right away that my brother won, and he immediately was like, no, nah, you don't have to do it, don't worry. And my dad, having let this go on the whole time, we're in the backseat, all he says was, rule number one, always pay your debts. Rule number two, always collect your debts. And he Tywin Lannister? that we honor the terms of the bet. <laughs> um, so, so to me, I'm watching this and like, you guys are really pulling on my heartstrings here. I'm sort of like, Nick is an adult and Nick, like, they're not responsible for Nick. Nick's playing poker with several people. And honestly, if Winston lost the money, he would pay Nick and would probably be expected to. So why should the rules change for Nick? Um, I, so I'm, I'm just more of like a, you pay your debts person uh that you make i forget what you just oh did i have a shakedown a friend i as a result of that hate owing people money i'm sure maybe there's someone listening that i owe money but mm -hmm. i generally do try to like remember to be like what well, what did i owe you what did i owe you venmo me venmo like but when i have a mooch friend or someone who doesn't pay me i don't say anything i don't send a venmo request i just like eat it and i remember for next time not to do, not to go. Yeah, Venmo has been like the greatest savior for this because nothing worse than like ten years ago being like, "Hey, do you have like the twenty three dollars like uh, I, I lend you?" Like that's the worst. But if you could just send yeah. the Venmo and then just let it go, and that doesn't happen, you made your effort. Like the that's like Venmo's greatest strength is saving all these uh, awkward conversations. I'm not so good at the always collect your debts part, <laughs> but I'm yeah, I, but I'm with you. Debts. I always try to. I always I'm the one asking how much do I owe. I just want to pay just to be done with. And then if someone owes me, I'll say it like once, maybe twice if it's like a lot of money. But I don't really think I've ever had an issue of you know being out even like five hundred dollars from a friend. I don't think I've ever had that. The only problem I have with this is with football pools because sometimes I'll have like a friend in a pool who I have not really spoken to in a bunch of years, and he won't have paid, and I have to like. I have to send him the awkward, like, hey, how are things going when I don't care? By the way, you owe me, like, $150. And, but, like, I, if it was me, I would be like, oh, whatever. It's, like, the price of being friends with me for 10 years. But like, yeah, It's a group thing. It's yeah. not my, you know what I mean? It's not my money. You're just collecting for the pool. So it's, like, you have to pay. Um, in that way, it should be less awkward because it's not like you're asking for the money for yourself. It, it is less awkward, but a lot of times it's, like, people who I would never be lending money to because they're, like, out of my life, but they're still playing, like, fantasy sports or gambling with me do you know what i mean so it's like i have nothing to do with this person i would it would be insane for me right. to email them other than this one thing brian knows what i'm talking and the about. other thing too is like and i think when i when i like more information or i think the storyline would work better is if winston came out with more receipts that were like the sides i know they were going for jokes the it's millertime.com and the box turtle but like if this were more about Nick being like the mm -hmm. mooch friend and like that Winston's been out money for Nick for like decades and he's calling him on this like $200 thing and Winston and Nick's like haggling it down. Like to me, 
like I was interpreting the storyline as like it's not just the poker, which is kind of sad, and it's not like Winston shaking down Nick in his most desperate time. It's like they're both desperate, and Winston has been putting out money for Nick for years, and now he like really needs it back. But I think that's me writing the story. On the no, I thought the same thing. Like, yeah, when receipts- he pulled out the note, I kind of thought that's where it was going. I thought it was be like, and then a year ago you borrowed a thousand dollars for a flight, and then this money for the car. I I thought that's where it was going, and yeah, the fact there was no larger sum was kind of a letdown. How much do you think, Akiva, is it worth um, mm-hmm. in monetary values seeing a fit Nick's yeah, mother before the naked? chubby stage? Uh, I I'll oh. be honest. I'm trying to I'm trying to think like how close my kids are to to the door here. It's I've maybe it's just like the type of moms you're dealing with, Brian, growing up, but like. It never crossed my mind with any. Yeah, of my I don't friends. think. I, Do you know what I mean? I don't think I would be personally like never, offended if that. Like, there happened. was. I, w- I wouldn't have said like for, for I, there's yeah. not one I would have said. No, I agree. Like, I don't think that I would be harboring that like for years. I'm mean, bringing it up at this moment in this moment in time. Like we're about eighth grade. This is like an hour all even. Well, no, Brian's saying he wouldn't be upset if someone saw PBS. Akiva, you're saying there's no ah. moms that you would have wanted. Oh, to well, see. I think I think all of correct, the above. Correct, correct, and okay, Brian says yeah. it's like. No, but I, but you would have been annoyed. I think I would have been annoyed if if like it became. Yeah, a I, I guess that would, that would be more the nuisance, the joke, no, not no, no, the no. act. Right. Yeah. And listen, my kids have have young parents, so you know who knows what that. <laughs> yeah, for I'm me, sure there's a lot of women, cares. girls knocking down a deer's door to get a glimpse of the keys, man. <laughs> no, I don't mean me. I went the other way. Let's not be creepy here. <laughs> oh man, that's upsetting. All right. I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that's like such an awkward thing. But that got me a laugh. I, I like also Winston's mm-hmm. weakest moment, I think, is trying to charge him for time served listening to Nick complain about Caroline. Like at that point, the friendship. Is yeah, I thought that was laugh. actually like the biggest low blow. Like, that, I mean, he was obviously going through yeah. a lot. Like to bring that up in this heated argument, that's kind of like uh, that was really a low blow. I've had to be your friend. Yeah, you owe so me for you friendship. A hundred dollars. <laughs> Uh, Brian, in monetary value, how much would you say I owe you for six and a half years of podcasting? Well, I mean, I think it was all wiped clean. You got got you to the wedding. That's all that. That's all that was needed. <laughs> it's all wiped clean. Um, Keeve, after sixteen episodes, what do you think? I think we're I even. Because you do do all the yeah, work. Yeah, but here. just like in terms of emotional trauma, I feel like I owe you at least like fifty bucks. Put my face bucks? in the soup and blow. You said we're even. <laughs> you said we were even, and now you're saying fifty bucks is criminally low. No, no, no. no, no, no. I don't think you because I don't think you owe me anything. Well, I don't think that's me. fun jokes. All right. So anyway, the episode. The one scene I did actually laugh about was the grocery store scene when they were at the checkout line and they had to frantically get rid of the stuff to keep under the hundred dollar mm-hmm. budget. And Nick was complaining about the amount of ketchup and the special salt. That that was mm-hmm. I actually uh, I chuckled at that. Yeah, no, there wasn't no laughs in this episode. It just wasn't to me a coherent episode. I also like the um, the w- when Schmidt is like, "Wait, you will not mix your Tahitian, my Tahitian vanilla with your regular vanilla," and then like Jess goes into the whole thing about French Polynesia or whatever. Polynesia. I thought that was very funny. Polynesia, French um, Polynesia. I think she might say Polynesia, but it's Polynesia. Um. Yeah, no, that was good. I think the grocery store really emphasized. I mean, the slap fight, the extended slap fight yeah. was like a little weird. That's except funny. when they cut to the yeah, grocer. Yeah. I like that part of it. Am I crazy or does this storyline not not end? It ends with the ego. So basically, like, they have no food. And so they are trying to ice their hands after the physical fight with the half an ego waffle. Uh, Nick, like, makes a gesture towards him. And they're just like, wow, like, 
we really need Winston. Like, I just think it just sort of... The sense I got was that Schmidt has been way overpaying for groceries and charging everyone less because he makes so much more. Like, he wants all this stuff, so he'll pay for it, and he charges everyone less. And Did you pick up on that also? That's possible. It's, it's that for sure, or it's just that, like, he always knows what's in the house. Like, he never overbuys. Like, he makes all the food so they don't need to fight over who needs what. Like, that he's just more economical. But, yeah, I mean, either either way. Akiva? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how that breaks down. Uh, that is also interesting. Like, how does a group of four adults like do they each have their own groceries with like everyone's name on it? I have no idea. Well, that no, would work. I think what they're telling you in this episode is that they have communal groceries. I think, but I, my point is, I think that's not the norm. Definitely probably, not. To some definitely degree, definitely not. But again, yeah. it's like it's like Brian saying before. Like, there's rules in a house, but this is an extreme. Like. It would be extreme to live with four people and have one do right. all the grocery shopping and all the cooking and it not be a family of four. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like just four friends. Well, this is sort of, I think they're trying to say, like, this is a family, right? Like, like Well, Jess is saying They that. sort of are at this Nick point. Nick is like, these, these losers? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is exactly what I would say if someone told me I was in their family. I'd be these like, um, what, what family? <laughs> all right. Um, let's get to the Kiwi Guide. Uh, Akiva, you keep saying you don't know if the story ended. Do you think that money issues will ever come up between Winston and Nick again, or like? I think it'll come up again, but I don't. I don't know if it'll be in the next episode. But I do think it'll come up. Do you think that Schmidt um, is like? Will this ex- experience? And, and then we do get a sort of ending with like the lesson he's taken from this is that he can sort of give up a little control in the CC relationship, which is sort of low payoff. Mm-hmm. Like basically, he's going to succumb to some jerk who's mistreating him as a result of this episode. Um, do you think that, like, he'll remain Schmidt as he is in this episode, or will there be sort of, like, this, like, laid-back Schmidt? Anything to come from that? No, he'll be back. There there will be no growth. There will be no learning from this episode. He'll be back within two episodes, if not by next Okay, and then Lauren writes to us, I recently learned what Schmidt's first name is. Does Akiva ever wonder what it might be? Do you have any guesses? did, Did you just say it was Chester? I'm sorry? I thought you said it was Chester before. You're like, his name is Chester. I, I did um, not say that, but if you want to venture... Uh, no, I, I didn't even realize we didn't know Schmidt's we first name, honestly. We talked about this on the podcast, if you will. No, I don't remember. will we find out? And I said, yes, you will find ah, out. Ah, ah. Is it Cosmo? <laughs> I don't know. Is that, that's a guess you could put up. Yeah, that would be funny. To me, that would be very funny if it was okay. Cosmo. Um, you know every... You know Jasper? a lot of young Jewish Cosmos, right? <laughs> a lot of Cosmos. <laughs> Jasper? Where'd you get Jasper from? It's, uh, I know, Haley but Strong's like, why? Cat name. okay. Um, all right. Uh, funny. We don't have a Garner minute because we have Brian here, but I do want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. So, an anonymous writer wrote, anon- anonymous listener wrote to us. I've been listening from the start, but I have no idea how the Garner minute started. I also, I also don't recall. recall. I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no idea. I have no Brian, idea. Let's. You're an experienced podcaster. We do a lot of shtick on the Challenger Hap Up. We're all we're ninety percent bits here on NGOG. I would like you to give us some constructive criticism, some feedback. What's working? What's not? Could you? Could I put you on the spot to give us uh, some some feedback on our bullshit? I like uh, Akiva describing the episode to start and guessing the episode um, to come. I think it's a good, you know, bookending thing. So definitely keep that. The Gardner minute is so preposterous that it has no relevance to the show that it has to stick because it's it happened to this point. So now there's no reason why it should mm-hmm. ever go away. Um, 
I don't know if you need to necessarily force the, do you think this will come back each week? I think maybe like one or two, but I think you try to like come mm-hmm. up with ones that like probably don't, I know you try. I know you don't want to always ask things that do come up. So you should probably try to toss some, uh, you know, fake ones in there, which I get, but you know, I think you could, even each week you could sometimes skip that entirely. All right. I'll take that. That's, va- that's valuable feedback. I appreciate that. That's, a, that's good feedback. Yeah, that's I agree good. with everything. That's why I asked Brian. This wasn't a trick. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Brian, are you a producer? Do you want to produce? I would be my honor. Forwards? Um, Ke- Kelly has okay. also given herself a producer credit. Associate. I'll work my way up. You can start yeah, with Kelly's associate. got a full. Well, how about this? Kelly, if Kelly follows me on Twitter, she could get You're a full. You're so thirsty, right? no, Kiva. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, in terms of who won the episode, I, I do want to push that Winston won the episode. I get the take. I think it's a fair yeah. take that no one won the episode that Brian had. But I think Winston mm-hmm. has funny lines. I like the cruising. I like the way he writes the letters. Like, if I'm reading this part, I can only assume you've told me to calm down. I am very relaxed. Like, I, I thought that was funny. Even if he's not pushing the right fight and he comes off like a little jerky, I think for his first time out in a B story really I I think he wins for me yeah I mean I think because this is I I, I think I, I can't really recall I think this is his biggest uh episode today so just for that I would you if we're gonna give someone the win um I think it would have to be Winston but other than that it's it's a very if you're doing like uh degrees of win this is a very low degree win well as a Northwestern fan and a Jets fan and a Mets fan a win's a win maybe Keith? Um, well, I mean, the Mets this are. This is the most times I've ever had to give personal now. invitations to t- talk on the podcast. Well, listen, I like I like when the guest speaks. I we invite them on. I, I but um, no. I, can I ask Brian a question? <laughs> Brian's a big Yankee fan. How does it feel that the Mets well, are now? It's the big nice. My, my cousin's running the team, so I can uh, I can root for my cousin. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Can we get some free tickets? <laughs> All right. Perfect. Um. Okay, I think that's it. I, I, I we have some five star reviews. Uh, the reason I asked, one of the reasons that made me think to ask you for feedback is we've gotten fifty uh, percent positive feedback on the Garner Minute and fifty percent negative feedback on the Garner Minute. So it's crazy that any if I like honestly, I, I'm going to be honest. If somebody is actually against the Garner Minute, then they should not listen. Well, to honestly, it. that's what I thought was. I mean, it was a funny someone who wrote us a five star review again to thank you wrote possibly tune out before the Garner minute, but I'll leave that up to you. Like that's a funny thing. That's not exactly like mm-hmm. I hate this. No, podcast. I would. You should listen to Garner minute at least one, at least twice. Well, no, it, that's, what's, fine. What, that's a funny. I had the same but... thought Akiva. Like what made me laugh about it is it's exactly 60 seconds and maybe two minutes max surrounding mm-hmm. it of us bickering about it. So it's, maximum mm-hmm. three minutes of an over an hour podcast. So it's like if you, if that destroys right. it And like you, mo- recently fine. we've mostly had guests. Yeah, yeah, and there's we been only like four exactly we only have it when there's I think there's been three. Will exactly. the Gardner Minute evolve to a different actress <laughs> yeah. for each season, or is the Gardner Minute like for the series? She produces. I mean, no, I think the Gardner. I think in I think in 2023. If we're God forbid she dies, we retire it completely. But I think that would be that would absolutely. That, I think we could agree. That, with that. No, but like, but I really hope that doesn't. No, happen. of course not. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I think we're doing the Gardner Minute, <laughs> and like unless she doesn't exist anymore, we're doing it. So okay, um, actually, if but I also don't want her to get back together with Ben or anything like that. That would be an annoying Garner minute. Well, I mean, no, she, he's and in a I very like, serious you like, relationship. Everyone likes the Twitter accounts where it's like, 
Yeah, everyone likes the Ana de, Ana de Armas or whatever her yeah, name I is. I love Ben. I actually. Are you guys um? Are you guys War Dog fans? The, the that bo- feels fans like of a the movie. War oh, Dog. I thought you meant the War Dog from Survivor. I was like, that feels like a trap. No, 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 no. Wait, what's the other War Dog? What do you think? Do you think I'm I've not ever? A fan do you the... think I'm a fan of War Dog the movie? The the the, oh, the Jonah Hill. I haven't flip. seen it, so I've indifferent. You have to watch it. It is a delight. Akiva, what do you think? And my wife went to school with those guys also. The the two actual guys from the from the. I don't think you've seen it, but I also think you'd really I like it. I have not seen it. It's War Dogs. Anyway, you should both. Can you guys both War Dogs? Sorry, that's such a grandpa thing to like get the <laughs> name of the movie wrong. The Facebook. Um, can you guys both watch it like homework for this coming week? Um. Well, I'll ask. It, you'll Mike like Mike Block it. is watching this, and um, he's in my quarantine pod. Is listening. We were talking. Oh, he's the person I talked about watching yep. movies with. Mike, if yeah, you Mike, want to watch this, Mike, we'll put watch it. War Dogs on. Yeah, you want to watch <laughs> put it. Put it on the list. You want to watch Put it on my to-do list. Um, and I'll tell you my one or two, like, very not super relevant behind-the-scenes stories from my wife and her brother knowing the guys. But the... Um, like, the guys the movie's based anyway, off of or the guys who made the movie? Yeah. No, the guys the okay. movie's based off of. But they they were Orthodox Jews from from. You're Hollywood, telling me Florida. Jonah Hill anyway, was an Orthodox Jew? And- yes. I mean, formerly by the time, like, most of the movie's going on, but yes. All right, you know, you know I love a formerly Orthodox Jew. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, Jonah Hill will actually remind you a lot. <laughs> Shut up. But wait, but anyway, the whole point of this anecdote was that Anna <laughs> DeArmas is so bad in that movie. Her, it's more her her character has nothing to do, but like she's terrible in that movie. And like, had you said like, oh, she? I mean, obviously she's very pretty, but like, had you said she's gonna have a like huge career and be a big celebrity, I would have been like, no, she's like as bad in that movie as anybody. She's is great in movie. and knives out. But yeah, and now she's like a big star. So it was just a terrible role for her. It was like a wet blanket girlfriend. No, I, no, I, no, listen, Allie, I believe that a woman can do it on her own oh, without right, a famous right, right. man. I'm famously anti said, no, you, uh-huh. All right, let's get to the five-star reviews, which will be decimated probably mm-hmm. next week as a result. Uh, thank you to Jeffries, Lemonade9976, uh, Sud83, and Shelby Needs a Nickname. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, if you want to let us know your, your feedback, look at Brian. Great example of constructive feedback. Uh, you could go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. Um, and I don't do it's kind of shocking to me that the other podcatchers don't have review options. Seems like only an Apple podcast. It's thing. weird, right? Um, but OK, let us know. It is think. a little we appreciate strange. It. But, uh... um, you can always leave your questions. Thank you to everyone who left your questions um, at the Google Doc, Google whatever form in linked in my Twitter as my pinned tweet. Uh, at last tweets, um, I'm gonna do that for the challenge or hop up. I think yeah, it's, it's a so good idea. So much easier. Like we're gonna post a doc in the patron Facebook group. Probably I'm gonna okay. have you do that, Brian. If that's okay. So the thread. Um, all right. Uh, you can follow me at last tweets. You can follow Keeve at Keeve26. You can follow Brian at Cohen Brian underscore. Brian and I will be back this week. The challenge season 36 double agents kicks off. If you want to hear us talking more strategy. More about the show. Some banter, though. But more about the show than probably New Girl. When are you recording? Well, I'm when are you about recording? to let you know. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, if you have not seen the challenge before, what else are you doing? It's quarantine, or it should be. Watch on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, or this, I think our listeners I'm quarantine. I'm sorry, this won't have dropped yet. So you would have watched on Monday uh, that there was a, <laughs> a Meet the Cast preview from MTV. It airs on Wednesday at 8 p.m. on MTV, 8 p.m. Eastern. We will have the podcast out probably Friday. Right in Akiva's peak TV night. viewing time, 5 a.m. Yeah, exactly. 
Mm-hmm. And um, if you want an introduction to the show, this will have dropped. Brian and I were on with Rob's sister Nino at robhasawebsite.com. Main talking feed, about baby. Uh, why you should watch the challenge, what you need to know, previewing the cast, talking about our bullshit. Uh, we had a great time. Did Rob commit to watching the season? He always does. It's not news. Um, he never makes it past like we'll episode see. two. We'll see. Don't dog the challenge. It'll be good. He knows a lot more familiar faces. I love the challenge. Um, and then he's going to be on, like, so he's going to have to keep watching. But we'll talk about that later. So you can get more Brian Cohen there. You can see, you follow him on Twitter to get his hot One Tree Hill takes. Which leads mm-hmm. me, Akiva. Actually, let me finish the plugs in case people want to tune out. Um, I was on with Kickball Friends. That's still relevant. It'll always be relevant. Yeah, people won't leave until the plugs are over. <laughs> um, Good point. No, but they could leave. But, you know, in case they're curious. Take the credits. Um, I will be on doing a tier list. Uh, I will have done a tier list on Tuesday by the time this drops with Puya. Can you say we're what the tiers do, were? Um, sitcom characters. Ooh, so I love it. That That's will be exciting. on Twitch at Puyaism. Um, yeah, you can, uh, check out a great Renap episode with Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz ta- doing Rob and Akiva mm-hmm. at the PR firm on Renap, uh, 32 fans always going 32 fans, patron podcast, Chester heckles me for not being available, even though he doesn't ask me to do it. Talking about Seinfeld. And I think that's it, Akiva, unless you have more plugs. No, I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm very pumped for the challenge to be back. Um, I think I started watching the challenge even before, just because I'm older than you, like even before you guys did. What a, what a, what a flex. It's fun, you know, I'm I'm very, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I I, I don't just, I watched it when I was in second grade, so you could be older than me, but when did you start watching it? When you were in in first grade. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I was a, like a day one or very early real world watcher. But anyway, my point is I'm very excited for you too. Because I, I think I was trying to say, I was trying to say something nice and you didn't let me, which was, I'm very excited for you too. Cause this is going to be a very big season. The show should be a big season for the podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a big, a big, saying smash. that it's a big season for us is not a compliment. A compliment would be, I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast. Of course I'm going to listen to your podcast. I will, but now... I'm just saying, for someone like Kiva freaks out when people don't listen to his podcast, he has never Never. listened to an Ari Lasher podcast, ever. Freaks (laughs) out. I could care less if anybody listens. You say constantly it's my love language when people take... (laughs) Thank you, Brian. I like when people say they listen, but I don't know who listens, Mm, and I truly don't care. No one in my family listens. (laughs) I like them. Let's move on. Akina, no, you're so wrong. Upset you. <laughs> what a Literally, bad read. it's it's on. It's recorded that you say my love language is when people listen to my podcast. Would people say nice things? No, sure, have, but I, I also receipts. don't this is care. Stupid. I'm like Winston with the box turtle receipts. Okay. No, I'm just saying I don't actually Ask care. Him, like it doesn't offend. Like the opposite seems... doesn't offend me. Okay, let's get back. To I'm eating popcorn, everyone, in case anyone was curious. Yeah. So listen. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on with Rob, and we took that opportunity to completely confront him about how terrible it is to send you Renap ideas because they never go through to Rob. Um, and so I pitched an idea. Well, ninety nine percent of the people I an email idea me that directly to Rob. Uh-huh. That's fine. I, we then pitched that. So Brian is a prolific One Tree Hill tweeter, and what about putting One Tree Hills episode season three episode seven into the fishbowl with Brian Cohen because. You famously were going to put him in the fishbowl, but then Entourage happened, and then you didn't. 
because you said it was going to be Rob's brother. I just had to think, wait, were you on the Entourage? Me? Movie? No. No, I was yeah, not. Yeah, you weren't. So, so. Did we yes, do Entourage? Did, and you told me that Brian okay. could be on it. And then you were like, no, but Rob's brother is going to be on it. But then Rob's brother wasn't on it and Brian wasn't on it. So I'm here twisting your arm, putting you on the spot to say that this needs to go into the fishbowl with Brian. And I also think it will be a great episode because One Tree Hill is like messy and not too beloved, but funny. Can both of you come on? And that would be like fun Absolutely plug for the challenge. Not. Why would I need to come on? Okay. Yeah, I don't think I, I think can fly it would be without more fun you, than Ali. both of you. Yeah, that's so rude. Honestly, you're. This is like it's not. It's not rude. I have another plan for Brian. Brian, I think, is already booked oh, as right, a guest on Price is Right. If I'm not mistaken, you only ever have which has been sitting in the the wheel for like a year. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the longest I think thing that, that has been on the wheel. Unjust. I I'm happy to have Brian Why, on and including in this Tree episode. I'm more, talk, I'm more pushing One Tree Hill in the fishbowl. All and you do is that. sleep on my good ideas and Renap. I'm not sleeping on it. I'm saying a hard yes. A hard yes to One Tree Hill. Brian, this is his first time. He was not saying a hard yes prior. No, I agree. One Tree Hill is an obvious one that we should be doing. But you're saying, but not with Brian. I am happy to have Brian on just me, Rob, and Brian for an episode. I think this particular episode I do should agree. Be I think I think our dynamic I think is better, agrees. at least for me. I know I'm better with you. Brian, he's he's pushing this because he doesn't want three men to be talking about One Tree Hill. It's not because of me. Or That's totally fine. Thing. I know for myself. Not true. Not I, I like feeding off your dynamic. Not at all. No. Not at all. If I was like, hey, we need I'm to get like a lady's perspective, I wouldn't be like, let's. Renap. You blew that shot last week. Okay, okay I forgot. Now I did. Okay, I forgot about that. That being said, yes, we. I would. I. I say an, a hard and the yes. The last time I came on Renap, just so that Brian could come on, it bit me in the behind. So I'm saying no, yeah. and I think Brian trust me. Brian, fine. There was like, nothing like funnier, by the way, than after that episode, you'd be like, "I'm done with uh, doing a podcast with Akiva," and then the next day, launched an entire new podcast with Akiva. <laughs> that was the most iconic thing was, I've ever seen. It was, a, it was a weird time to start one. Are you yeah. surprised? Oh, you mean because we weren't sp- we were like not on speaking terms when we started that was the podcast? So, that was so uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so uh, so what, Rob? Do you, are you curious to know what Rob said to this? Because you just got bullied. Into yes, it. but but I'm saying officially that is in the fishbowl with okay, Brian. What's funny is Rob stalled and was like, "I couldn't possibly make the decision without Akiva. He has to turn his key. I say yes to everything. That's, Akiva says, wait, that's Akiva, that's Akiva, Rob not I, I wanting know, to say yes and trying to play me. And he was like, Akiva stalls and says no to everything. I don't care. I'll do anything. And I said, Rob. Do you think there's a chance that I don't get Akiva on this podcast and can get mm-hmm. him committed to saying yeah. yes? Like, you are mistaken if you think that Akiva's not going to get bullied into this. Um, so, But I'm not bullied. I, I, I actually like the idea. It's obviously a good idea. And No, it's, it's, a, it's and, a winner. Um, I agree. And yeah, okay, that was easy. Perfect. I knew it would be. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's, get, let's talk about next week. I'm so unlikable. It hurts. All right. Next week, we have a very exciting week. We have a two-part episode, seventeen episode seventeen Ooh. and eighteen, which will be episode seventeen of New Girl Old Guy. Remind reminder for both of us not to start watching the episode twenty-seven know, minutes before we record. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know we've had two sort of dead episodes. I'm gonna invite the audience who might be new watching along with us, and I'm gonna tell Akiva, you're gonna like this next two-parter. It's not gonna be a third I'm excited. strike. It's called Fancy Man Parts One and Two. Any predictions? Yeah, yeah. I, I have more than a prediction. I think I'm not spoiled on the whole thing, but I act when I when I clicked on an episode two weeks ago, 
it played the first like 20 seconds of I think part two. So I do believe it's just dates a fancy man. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. all I know. Um, Brian, how was this for you? Weird? Good? Uh, yeah, three three adjectives Please. that would definitely describe this podcast for that, for sure. <laughs> no, this is a lot of fun. A Tina, lot of how fun. You feel? A really good time. I like, listen, I'm wide awake now, which is, you know, it's only 6.50 my time and we're done, p.m. Uh, so I haven't recorded a podcast this early in years. So I do, you know, I appreciate the uh, Sunday morning record. This was fine. This was fun. Um, Brian is a delight to have on. Really, uh, who doesn't like Brian? He's, he's a like Thank you, Akiva. I appreciate that. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, it's, I think there's a fun dynamic. Uh, and, you know, we, we sh- should we have ganged up more against Allie? Yes, instead of let her. Yeah, we always feel that way, but that, that never us, happens. But, yeah, <laughs> mostly me. <laughs> but maybe next time uh, you come you back have on. time. We'll, I haven't uh, stopped recording. You go for it. No, I have nothing to say. I only have good things to say. Ooh, Allison. Getting serious. <laughs> She actually doesn't like um, when I say that. Well, you I, don't want to be my Twitter dad. Then don't call me Allison. All right. No, I'm sorry. Thank I'm you, sorry. Brian. Yeah, this fun. was a treat. Akiva, pleasure as always. Um, we'll be back mm-hmm. next week for a great two-parter. And I will... I will uh, Actually, wait. I forgot. Brian, you have to close the episode. Oh, that's right. Well, you did all the things I would normally yeah, close. Right. But uh, we'll be back. Well, Yeah, we'll all be back. Definitely all of us. We'll be back for episode 17 and 18 next week. Mm-hmm. Until then, have a good one. My bite and my dog, my bite and my dog.